Welcome to the ArchMI Podcast, featuring our senior customer trainer, Blaine Rada. Arch Mortgage Insurance Company, or ArchMI, is a leading provider of mortgage insurance, or MI, in the United States. Our competitive pricing tool, ArchMI RateStar, is the leading risk-based pricing platform in the industry, providing rates based on a thorough understanding of the underlying risk. Here's your host, Blaine Rada. Welcome to the podcast. This is Blaine Rada with ArchMI. We are discussing reviving realtor relationships in this season, and I've spent the last several episodes diving into some survey data, specifically from the National Association of Realtors Profile of Home Buyers and Sellers. I do, in the very first episode of this season, provide some background information and some context that might be helpful. So if you're kind of jumping in mid-season and have not listened to episode one, I would encourage you to do that just so that you get that background information. It's only about 10 minutes. Um, but of course, you're an adult and can make your own decisions. So if you want to ignore that advice and just continue on, no worries. Um, in fact, these uh, last couple of episodes that uh, uh, will 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 kind of serve as standalone episodes, so to speak. They're not quite reliant on that data. Um, in fact, I'm even pulling from some of some information that I have shared in the past, and I don't have the exact episode in front of me, but I'm thinking season two, maybe episode three. Don't hold me to that, but I know it's season two. I do an entire podcast, just one episode, but an entire podcast on uh, growing realtor relationships. And I'm going to revisit some of that content, just a little bit of it, and then add some more. But it's something that I talk about frequently in, in my podcast. I just decided this season to really zero in and focus specifically on the realtor part of our world. So today I want to talk about what realtors really want from you, right? There's probably a lot of things realtors want, but from a mortgage lender, because if we know what they want, then we know how to position ourselves. We know if we're a good fit. We know how we might be able to differentiate ourselves from other choices that they might have. And as I thought about this, I, you know, I didn't want to give you this list of lots and lots of little kind of things um, because you could answer that question of what do they want with you know, a couple dozen things. But I really decided, what are, what are three things? or at least three categories, three themes, um, and, and zero in on those with maybe a couple of examples of, of how those can actually be accomplished. And they're not in any particular order. In other words, I don't think there's a ranking here. In fact, that's really a question that you should find out the answer to from the individual realtor, right? I mean, I can tell you what I think realtors want, but that doesn't necessarily mean that the next realtor you talk to would give you the same answers. Now, where, where did I come up with this information? Well, I've spent a lot of years trying to answer this question, not only as a loan officer, um, but as someone who has tried to help loan officers differentiate themselves. Um, I've, I've met with many realtors. I've, I've moderated realtor panels. Um, and then most recently, as you would have learned in previous episodes, I became a licensed real estate broker. And while I'm very, very, very part-time, in other words, I don't really do much other than learn and spend some time with them, that has been enlightening. And so I have a perspective uh, that could be useful. So in no particular order, let me kind of give you the three main things that they're looking for. Um, the first is value. In other words, if we just cut to the chase, if we just say, it, it, just imagine you're having this conversation with a realtor 
and you'd probably say it in a better way than I'm going to say it here as an example, but let's just say that your question to them is, how is it that I can become one of your referral partners? How is it that I can become one of the, one of the lenders that you refer your buyers to? In essence, what they would say is that you have to be able to clearly articulate the value that you offer and it has to be something they don't already have. In other words, why should they do business with you? And are those reasons any different than the relationships they already have? That They're already getting those things, perhaps. Now, if you're familiar with the show Shark Tank, I like to bring this show up because it's an interesting program, Shark Tank. And if you've never seen it before or don't know anything about it, I would just encourage you to watch an episode or two. It's a reality show of sorts, so it's a little staged and a little gimmicky in some ways, but it's an interesting concept. Basically, a business owner needs to raise capital to grow their business, and so they make this pitch to a group of investors who are kind of quasi-celebrity people, and what they're trying to do is get those investors to invest in their company. And in exchange, those investors get some ownership interest in the company, so I mean, they're going to they're gonna get something out of this, right? Well, very few people on that show, well, first of all, very few people ever get on the show that want to be on the show. I mean, it's extremely popular. So I can't even imagine how many thousands of people are auditioning and trying to get on this show. Only a handful are even on the show. And of the handful that are on the show, there aren't that many people that actually end up walking away with these investors helping them out. Most of them are sent packing, so to speak. But if you watch what seems to make a difference... What makes the investors interested in doing business with them? It's kind of what I just explained the realtors are looking for. It's the business owners who can clearly articulate the problem they solve, the value they offer to the marketplace, and how it's different from what's already there. Right? So they clearly have a value proposition, to use a marketing expression, and they also know how it differs from all the other choices that might already be out there. Because very few people do something that's truly one of a kind. And certainly as a mortgage lender, you're certainly not one of a kind, right? So I think that's an important lesson. Can you clearly articulate the value that you offer and how it's different from the other choices? Now, part of that is competitive advantages. Part of that is understanding what are your competitive advantages. To be a competitive advantage... And, and if you're not sure what that phrase is, because that, that's kind of a marketing expression as well, your competitive advantages are the reasons why people should work with you that usually are not about price. So even though everybody always starts the conversation with what's your interest rate, right? <laughs> what are your fees? Once we get beyond that, right, because unless you're Walmart, unless you're the Walmart of mortgage lending, you probably aren't the lowest rate in town, right? So there's other things you have to offer that would be reasons why people would want to do business with you. So what are those? Those are your competitive advantages. But I've got a very clear definition of what really is a competitive advantage. And if it doesn't meet this definition, it's not one. So first is it has to be something that is different or unique. In other words, to simply say, well, we close loans quickly when everybody else in town closes loans quickly too, that's not really a competitive advantage. In other words, it needs to be a strength. It needs to be something that you truly excel at. It doesn't mean you have to be the best. It doesn't mean you have to be the only one, but it does have to be something that 
is not commonplace, right? Now, if you truly close loans faster than most other lenders, well, then that meets the definition. But there's more than just the fact that it's a strength and that it's unique. The second thing is, is it needs to be really built into your DNA. In other words, it needs to be what you're all about. Like, this is what we value as an organization, or this is what myself, as someone who you're going to work with, is all about. This is what I stand for. This is what I really believe in. It can't be some passing fad. Like, oh, we have this great first-time homebuyer product, and we probably won't have it three months from now, but right now we've got this great product. Well, then that's not a competitive advantage. If it's not something that's ongoing, if it's not something that's consistent, it's not a competitive advantage. And the third piece of the definition, this is the most important. It needs to be measurable. It needs to be specific. You have to be able to put a number to it. So rather than saying we close loans really quickly, if instead you were able to say, because you've measured it, 85% of our loans close within 20 days. Now, I just made a number up. I have no idea if that's accurate for what you do or not. But notice how that just sounds so much different than we close loans really quickly. So part of your value is speak to your competitive advantages. And the final piece I'd say with value is trust. You know, we take it for granted in business that we have to trust each other because we do, right? In other words, I don't, I don't want to do business with somebody that I don't trust. But do I ask them, are you trustworthy? Do they tell me that they can be trusted? Of course not. It's like we dance around it, like we're afraid to use the word, but yet the word's really important. So let me just be clear. There's two things people need to trust in you. There's two things that realtors need to trust. One is your capabilities. In other words, they need to trust that you're really good at what you do. And secondly, they need to trust your intent, which is why are you doing this? Are you doing this for yourself? Or are you doing this for other people? Are you looking out for yourself? Or are you looking out for other people? Now, I'm not saying you can't look out for both. Of course, we, we work because we get paid and we have bills to pay. And, you know, most of us are not independently wealthy, I'm assuming. So you do this job to get an income. But is that like the only reason you get up in the morning is you can't wait, wait to make another buck? Or you can't wait to help another person buy a home. And in the process, you'll be paid, which is fine. You should be paid for the value you offer. But what is, what is your motivation? Real, realtors, by and large, the ones that I've met, the really successful realtors, it's not about the money. It's, and again, I'm not saying money's not important. I'm saying it's not about the money. They do what they do for reasons that are more important to them than the money. So they need to know that about you. Okay, so first thing they need or really want is to understand the value that you offer. And hopefully I've given you some ways that you can think about how to say that. Second thing, and it's kind of related, that they need is for you to be excellent, to be an expert, right? To be an, a rock star, for you to have expertise in two things, not just one, but two things. You need to be an outstanding mortgage lender. In other words, you are an expert at the manufacturing of a mortgage loan. But by the way, the borrower who's going to be getting that mortgage needs to be wowed by the experience. So they want you to technically be excellent at the manufacturing of a mortgage, but they want the borrower to also feel like this was amazing. Well, one of the ways you can ensure that that's what they think 
is to set proper expectations. And by the way, I would do this with the realtor as well, not just the borrower. Set proper expectations with the realtor so that you know, you're, you're not setting the bar at an unreasonable height. And lots of communication. You know, we have so many ways to communicate now, and yet I think we communicate more poorly than we ever have. Part of the reason is because we have so many ways. So we're not sure like which way to do it, <laughs> or we don't do it in the way that the other person really wants us to do it. Like we want to call them, they want us to text them. I mean, so work this stuff out, but figure out how to set proper expectations and lots of communication, but in the, in the manner that people want to be communicated in. I think what expertise really comes down to, and for just a moment, I'm going to speak to credit unions, community banks. Are you a credit union or a community bank that happens to do mortgages? Or are you a mortgage lender that happens to be a credit union or a community bank? You see the difference? And I'm not knocking a credit union or a community bank or any financial institution. But what I'm saying is from the realtor's perspective, they want to know that you're all about mortgages. So if you're a financial institution that dabbles in mortgages, they're not interested. If you're a mortgage lender who also has all these other products and services, well, that's even better. But first and foremost, they want to know you are an expert in mortgage lending. And not everybody is. Not every financial institution is an expert in mortgage lending. So again, you may not meet all this criteria, but I'm just, I'm trying to be as real with you as I can. This is what they want. Number one, value. Number two, expertise. Last thing, and this is kind of selfish. They want you to help them grow their business. Now that may not sound reasonable. <laughs> you might think, what? Are you kidding me? Like, I have to prove to you that I'm worthy I have to do my job at a high level and impress you every day. And now you're asking me to help you grow your business? Like, I have a hard enough time growing my business, right? Well, it kind of is what it is, right? They want you to help them be more successful, not just by being a good mortgage lender. How can you help them do more business? Well, that's what this whole season has kind of been about, right? Is my giving you data, giving you suggestions, giving you some of my own experiences to help you think about, right? I haven't hopefully been telling you what to do. I've been giving you ideas and suggestions to help you think about how do you do this? I mean, at a bare minimum, join their association, go to their meetings, get around them, right? Re read the stuff they read. Online newsletters, I mean, whatever, whatever you need to know about their world so that you can figure out how to help them, right? I mean, that's the whole reason that I got my real estate license. I wanted to understand what is required to become a realtor. Now, I know that's not the same as what's required to become a successful realtor, right? That's actually the business of real estate, which I don't have experience in yet. Maybe over time, I'll learn some of that stuff too. But I at least wanted to know, what do they learn? What, what do they have to know to become a realtor? And knowing that has given me such a different perspective and hanging out with these people on the weekend and 
sitting in open houses and doing things that I've never done before as a realtor has given me a, a great perspective that I didn't have before. Now, again, I'm not suggesting that you have to do that. I'm not saying you have to go become a realtor, but hang out with them, go to their events, talk to them, ask them questions. Don't sell yourself. Stop selling yourself. Ask them loads of questions. Find out what they're all about. There's a couple of different ways you can do what I call a realtor panel. One would be where you, you have several realtors that you say and in, you invite them into your office and you ask them questions like, what do you need? <laughs> what do you want? I mean, I'm giving you Blaine's perspective, but just ask them the question. What do you really want? What would it take us for us to do more business with you and find out directly from the source? Or you can be the one that provides information to realtors, whether it's a group of, of several different realtors, right, from different companies, or whether it's just one, one company. The particular real estate office that I'm affiliated with, there's a loan officer that provides training every month where they come in and basically give a book report. This is not hard to do, by the way, as a, as a professional trainer and facilitator. I mean, I almost kind of look down on that kind of presenting as, are you kidding me? Like they basically read some part of a book and then they come in and they give the people a summary. Like th that's, that, that's not that hard. Now, specifically they're, they're going through the book Ninja Selling. And what I've learned of the book Ninja Selling is that there's actually a lot of really terrific ideas in that book. And it's kind of written for realtors, but I would recommend that book to anybody in sales because there's a lot of things in there that apply to just being a salesperson. And it's, and it's a lot about you know, professional and personal growth. It's not just about the act of selling. But basically what this loan officer is doing is they're reading a few chapters and they're coming into this real estate office and meeting with a bunch of the realtors for like a staff meeting and and they're sharing information about the book with them giving them like a summary the highlights of the book and they're doing this over a period of many months well that's a way of providing some value now again i'm just giving that as a suggestion but i didn't know loan officers did that sort of i didn't i mean i would ask to speak to me at meetings like when i was a loan officer i would you know can i come present at a meeting and i would talk about things like What's going on in the market? What kind of changes are happening with, you know, conforming loan amounts or blah, 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 interest rates. And then I would talk a little bit about my company and this is what we do. But I never thought about how can I educate and help them to be more successful? And at the same time, I'm learning stuff too. That's, that's, that's a pretty cool idea. Okay. That's a lot to think about. That's a lot to chew on. In the final episode of this series... I'm actually going to give you a framework for how to make not only the selection process more effective, because it's not just about realtors selecting you, it's about you selecting realtors. And I also want to share some insight into truly turning those opportunities into a relationship. Because one of the things that I learned when I moderated a realtor panel, remember when I talked about one of the things you could do is uh, bring a bunch of realtors together and kind of pick their brains a little bit. 
Well, I had the opportunity to moderate a realtor panel where all of these realtors were like the top of their game and they all did real estate in different ways, right? They, so there wasn't like one business model. They, they represented lots of different ways of being a realtor, but yet they were all very successful and they basically were there to share their expertise with about a hundred lenders that were in the room who wanted to know about these realtors. And one of the things that I found surprising was that every single one of those realtors, without exception, every single one said that their number one lender relationship, so who they, who they described as their go-to number one lender, was also a friend. Now, I don't mean they were a friend ahead of time. I mean that the relationship had evolved to what they considered to be a friendship. Now, there's a lot of ways we can define a friendship from, we have a, well, let me just give you how I would define it. There's a reason to get together that's outside of the normal work definition, right? So whether that's the occasional after hours, you know, let's meet somewhere for a cocktail or a coffee or something like that, or whether it's going on vacation together. I mean, right, there's a whole spectrum of what you would call a friend, but every single one of them said that their number one lender had become a friend. And I was blown away by that. Because back in the days of my being a loan officer, I would have never thought of like mixing business and pleasure. Like I wouldn't have thought about becoming friends with these people. And I've since learned a lot since then, but I wouldn't have thought that. And yet every single one of them said that. So I want to talk a little bit about that in the next episode and give you that framework that might be helpful in you managing this process of selecting these realtor partners. Okay. That is it for this episode. I know you guys have a lot of things that are pulling at you and a lot of ways that you can spend your time. And it's always a really a privilege to know that you've spent some of it with me today. So I hope that that investment of time was worthwhile. This is Blaine Rader with ArchMI. Until next time, let's revive some realtor relationships. Arch Capital Group Limited's U.S. mortgage insurance operation, ArchMI, is a leading provider of private insurance covering mortgage credit risk. Headquartered in Greensboro, North Carolina, ArchMI's mission is to protect lenders against credit risk while extending the possibility of responsible homeownership to qualified borrowers. ArchMI's flagship mortgage insurer, Arch Mortgage Insurance Company, is licensed to write mortgage insurance in all 50 states, the District of Columbia, and Puerto Rico. For more information, please visit archmi.com. ArchMI is a marketing term for Arch Mortgage Insurance Company and United Guarantee Residential Insurance Company. All rights reserved.